When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. First of all, I'm Greg Cody of the Greg Cody Show podcast. So when someone turns down a chance to be on my podcast, yeah, I tend to take it a little personally. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. All right. So much to talk about. What are you wearing? <laughs> this is a stylized hat um, uh, in honor of my horse racing syndicate, uh, Team Valor International. Um, it's a, it's a, so a useless uh, hat. Perfect. Thank you. A red V on top of a, a green stripe. That's the, the logo. Yeah. They don't sell merchandise. So I literally bought my own hat. I bought a, uh, went on Amazon and bought a boater, an English style boater hat that had a green stripe. And then I cut out oh. uh, a red V. And pasted it on. So it really is just a useless hat. <laughs> Isn't it use- what do you mean a useless hat? I thought that it was like actually from them and like, you know. They don't sell merchandise. Unlike the Greg Cody Show merchandise store, they don't sell merchandise. I can't help that. I don't run their operation. So I, I took it upon myself to make my own Team Valor hat in honor of Calmly, my racehorse, who is running this Sunday. And later in the episode, we're going to update you and tell you whether or not calmly ran, uh, well, she is going to run. Whether or not she won in Dusseldorf, Germany. Yes, calmly. You look like an old woman. Woo! I feel like an old woman. <laughs> I feel like a woman. Da, 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 I feel like an old woman. Da, da, da. <laughs> When's the last time you saw an old woman wearing a straw hat? Like, why would you even say that? I don't know. You just look like an old woman to me right now. Okay. How about if I put on a cowboy hat? How would I look then? Like an old cowboy woman. (laughs) An old cow woman. Okay. Um, Eventually, I want to talk about Lebo, about the passing of Dan's brother. But um, I don't know. I feel like we should start with something a little lighter. What do you think? I mean, we just did. Like that first three minutes we just did was pretty light. Okay. I know you want to make fun of me about an alleged beef with Zach Thomas, but we don't have to start there yet. No, let's get into that. I've been waiting to hear about this. You guys didn't tell me about it. We said, hold it for the show. We didn't get to it last week. Let's go, Greg. Tell me what's up. Okay, well, we ended last episode by me, you know, congratulating Zach Thomas for being inducted in the Hall of Fame this week. And when I said that, Christopher said there was a beef, that I had a beef with Zach Thomas. And uh, what do you mean by that, Christopher? I'm saying that it's a sad one-way beef, (laughs) and it's just you so like first like the reason that it i think it's a beef is because you were supposed to be in canton no yeah originally i was going to make a weekend out of it i was actually going to bring your mom not that you know being you you invited me at one point like this was going to be a big thing it was going to be a big thing and and mom truth be known had already booked a flight and a hotel and we're taking a financial hit not to go but uh you know uh, events transpired and so all right so like that's what i mean so that's what i mean so from my standpoint my dad was like inviting me 
like this was a he was going to i think cover it but also enjoy it with his wife and all that stuff and i'm like wow so this means a lot this zach thomas thing you've always been a big zach thomas supporter in terms of he should be in the hall of fame and then all of a sudden i was like a few weeks later it's like i wasn't gonna go but i'm like yo dad you're going right that's exciting right and you're and you're like i'm not going anymore and i was like why okay and and then Um, and then you were like can, can i try to guess why (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I hinted. Did you to- try to? Were you wanting to like ride with him in the parade? No, no it's worse. <laughs> were, were you wanting to induct him? In, like, were you wanting to be on stage, like giving the That's speech? Funny. My dad wanted to introduce him. Yes. Oh, That's you're funny. serious? No, no, no. It's 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 worse than that, Yeti. It's worse than that. My dad just wanted a ten or fifteen or twenty minute interview on the Greg Cody show <laughs> okay. leading up to his induction. Okay, and, you're and- getting all right. You're getting to the punchline before it needed to be gotten to there's a a lot to talk about here okay okay there's a lot to talk about first of all uh zach was very appreciative of all i did to help get him elected quite frankly he uh you know i wrote two or three columns over the years and and he was appreciative enough to we've known each other a long time and he was appreciative enough to have invited me with a plus one for your mother to attend his private um after the event party where it would be just him and select others there would be you know other than i I can't say i would be the only media there but very select crowd mostly family and friends i would be there uh there's a plus one your mom was excited about going because she grew up a a dolphins fan i can't believe you rejected we're gonna get to why you like like this isn't this is making it so much worse for you dad that you actually turn this down (laughs) okay all right but i don't consider it a beef i'm just telling you what happened so in the build-up to his induction, I wanted him on the podcast, naturally. Yeah. 20 minutes of his time. I understand he's busy. I understand <laughs> he's going to fly into Ohio. But I mentioned this to him weeks ago. I gave him plenty of heads up. And I'm like, he, you know, he basically got back to me and said, geez, I'm, I'm laying low right now. I got so many people hitting me up. I'm, I'm not doing anything because if I do your podcast, I got to do his, his and the others. And you know, and so what I was saying, yes, he just he just <laughs> said no. He and politely, so, yeah, he politely declined to come yeah. on this show. And for and that, so you're giving him the Canton cold shoulder <laughs> because by by by, right, by withdrawing your trip to, to Canton, you're giving him the cold shoulder because he wouldn't show up on the pod. Which and it's like you're a cool party that I'm sure so many like former oh, dolphins Greg. would be at. You could have right. gotten content for the show at. Like that's like it's just like. To take it that personal, it's almost like a beef that he'll never even know about. I mean, maybe he will now because of this podcast, but like, it's just like, no, I will. I decline your invitation. Okay. All right. First of all, I'm, I'm Greg Cody of the Greg Cody show podcast. So when someone turns down a chance to be on my podcast, yeah, I tend to take it a little personally. Now, if they don't know me, if they're too big for my podcast, that's fine. I'm not asking better will work to be on my podcast. You know, I'm not, I'm not shooting for the stars, but what about with, field Yates? Yeah. I would love to have him on. Oh my no. God. Wow. He'd be great. Especially this time of year with fantasy coming up. Let's see if we can get him on. That, that, anyway, never, that would, that would never happen. I know that's just, yeah, we're reaching for the moon there. But in the case of Zach, I've known the guy for 30 plus years. I've written about him. I'm, I'm part of the reason he's gotten in the hall of fame, even though that's probably not true, but I like to say that. Um, <laughs> And and so I thought it would be a no brainer. I thought he would say, "Sure, Greg, what time? What, what do you need?" But that and he didn't do bit, it, like, and I a, got I, I was a little hurt. I was a little hurt. The, I wasn't. I was more hurt than upset. 
But who cares? I do, apparently. The point is, I don't consider it to be a beef. Um, You know, I was at Dolphin Camp a few days ago uh, when he was made available to the media. And I wrote a column about that, about how he's he's uh, he's so convinced he's going to cry during his induction speech that he's literally reading books about how not to cry, where they tell him, well, in in the books, they they tell you tips like look at somebody's feet, not at their eyes uh, to help you not cry. So I I wrote that column. I'm going to write a column again. This is weird because we're recording it Friday. It's coming up Monday. I wrote a column. That's Saturday yeah, you're holding up his this, induction. This is your job to write columns about this. And right. you're holding this up like he owes you so much because you've throughout the years wrote a few Zach Thomas columns. OK, first of all, Junior, uh, <laughs> one of the benefits of being a veteran senior columnist is that you get to make decisions. OK, I made the decision that if he couldn't give me. 20 minutes to be on my podcast that I would not go to Canton. Now, uh, there's a couple of more things that need to be said about this. And this is inside journalism stuff. So I don't want to belabor this. But when I presented to the boss, hey, you know what? I'm I'm sort of less inclined to go. Now, the the boss jumps at that because the budget is so tight that if he can save a thousand bucks, me not going to Canton, but still getting a column out of it, he's that's fine with him. So I didn't get any pushback there. And the other thing is, I found out later, while at an Inter-Miami game, covering Messi of all things, I found out later from a colleague, Hal Habib, that there's no media access if I'm going to Canton on Saturday. In other words, reporters from Miami who are there for Zach Thomas cannot talk to Zach Thomas after he has this big induction speech. Yeah. So it's like, what is the point of even going? To see it and enjoy it? And go to a private party that you're invited to. Okay, that was an. I made the decision. I made. You know, I'm not celebrating the decision, but I'm not bemoaning it either. It, it's just what happened. Now, you know, I wish Zach had agreed to come on the podcast. I would be doing this podcast from Canton right now because I'd already be there. Hey, Graceland, walking in the background <laughs> under a guy under a, a child being lifted by balloons. What if we found out that the reason Zach said no is because he wanted to trade Marino? <laughs> It's just so odd, Dad. It's just so odd. And it's sensitive. And it's, you know, you are a sensitive person. I'm a very sensitive person. We are in the clear, though. I just checked. He has not been on Zazlo's show this week. So we're in the clear there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. God. (laughs) That would have been. I'd be ballistic there. You know, I mean, listen. All right. I don't want to get started. Uh, (laughs) Let's move on. Having said that, uh, I'm I'm so happy for Zach. Yes. It's a great. He deserves it. I wanted to go, and then it went to, from I'm going to he just my dad's going, and then he wasn't going. It's just <laughs> okay. Well, you still could have gone. You know, you're not beholden to go only because I go. You could have gone, but uh, at any rate, uh, read the column I wrote uh, on Zach's induction. It's in the MiamiHerald.com. Thank uh, and and Zach should thank you for that column. <laughs> no, no, he shouldn't. Just Apparently. as he didn't thank me by being on my podcast. Look, it's fine. We're both adults. Chris, we should we should send flowers to your dad in Zach's name. Yes, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so insanely sensitive by Greg Cody. Okay, I'm, I'm, I am sometimes overly sensitive. I will agree on that. I just think that if I invite, if I know you well and I've known you for a long time, and I'm asking for 15 minutes on my podcast, you say yes. Yeah, but that you're not that important. Always <laughs> true. Okay, well, you know what? You're probably right, but I've like, known Zach a long time. I know his phone number. We text each other. I mean, I've, we, we have a relationship. Have you texted him since he turned you down? 
Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> I was very, I was very gracious. I said, I'm right. disappointed, but it doesn't change the way I feel. You know, have it. You deserve it. Have a great weekend. Blah blah blah. I mean, we're still on good terms. Not, not after this. Well, yeah, when we when we saw each other at Dolphin Camp a few days ago, um, you know, I asked a question and and he you know addressed me by Greg when he's answering. I mean, we know each other. Um, we have a great relationship, and, and I think we still do. You should have taken that media time to ask him why he can't come on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then we could have played the clip on the podcast and then promoted it like we had Zach on the podcast. Okay, that would have been funny. All right, let's move on because I do want to talk about uh, uh, Dave Levitard passing away. Uh, Lebo, the the great Miami area artist. Uh, who is a great artist? I mean, you you see his artwork on buildings, on cruise ships, uh, in in my house. I have two of his paintings. I'm proud to say. And Dave, I was reminded. Uh, Levitard posted a, a photo on or tweeted out a photo of the three of us: Dan, Dave, and myself at Mardi I don't think Gras. That was. I don't think Dan is controlling his Twitter account right now. I think it could be whoever whoever is right tweeted that photo out, yeah. and um, and that meant a lot to me because I hadn't forgotten that we'd gone to Mardi Gras, but it really made me relive it. And that's all that's 30 years ago, maybe even a little bit longer. I think that's like the early nineties. And Dave was a great guy and I knew him pretty well. I hadn't, I'm not going to say we were super close friends, but through Dan, I knew him very well. And, and the two paintings, uh, the first painting of his I bought was before he blew up. It was, it was the painting of the gunslinger. And and it had a lot of red in it, and and he didn't paint much in red after that. <laughs> I don't know if he loved that painting or not, but uh, <laughs> but I'm proud to have it in my game room. The other painting I own was um, uh, at a part. He did a live painting for us during a surprise birthday party that I threw for your mother. Yep, and, I remember that, and I love that one. And and to this day, it's in uh, it has a major place on on the main wall in my living room. So I I love his artwork and. Um, the the funny thing about that story is, and this is also a, a while ago, but I hear, all right, wow, Dave has agreed to do a live painting at my wife's surprise party. This is so cool. And he knew my wife. So I'm thinking naively, I'm thinking, all right, he's, you know, this is his birthday gift for my wife. Oh, wow. He's doing this painting for free. And then- <laughs> And then afterward, I got the bill, and it was just funny. I, I, you know, it wasn't particularly funny then, you know, because I'm like, uh, you know, really. <laughs> but I'm admitting that 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 uh, <laughs> I was taken aback then. But it's funny now. Did you say would I break a window? <laughs> I should have, believe me, because by that time, the 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 distance in years between the first painting I bought and that one was, uh, let's say, thousands of dollars uh, in the future. Um, what were uh, what were those trips like in New Orleans with Dan and Dave? Dave, Dave had a very you know quick wit and a sarcastic, uh, needling personality, and and he and uh, Dan would definitely get on it. And there were other people from Dan's past that that were there, you know, college buddies and stuff like that. And and it, you know it was it was the fun you would expect. It was the only time in my life that I missed a flight because I was so hungover. I think that was the second time. And uh, when when people make fun of me, literally falling in a gutter with mashed potatoes in my hair, that's that's one of those two trips. There's also a rumor that I went to Dave's first art showing, and I remember where it was. You like bumped uh, into one of the paintings. I accidentally knocked one of his paintings off a wall. We actually have audio of of Dan telling that story. Should we play it? 
Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, You know, I remember hearing that video from way back in the day, and I think Dan was genuinely upset with me. <laughs> why? So, I mean, why would he be? That's so like, well, crazy that he would be. Uh, come on. Here's the story from Dan's own, in Dan's own words. Chris, you can speak to this. When your dad gets into the wine, that's when he shows up at my brother's art opening and knocks the paintings off of the wall. Like, you, that happened at like my brother's original art showing. We invite your dad. He gets into the red wine. And next thing you know, we turn around and there's a painting on the floor that he has knocked over. The red wine is a disaster for you, Greg. I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. Well, I can tell you, Lebo owes his career to me because his first big break. Here we go. Was was doing the his, fir- his first big big break was you breaking the the, the frame that his, that his art was in. Okay, <laughs> you know everybody needs a start. I mean, I gave him a start. No, you you, know, you broke it. The first it. break okay, was you actually breaking it. something that he had made. All right. Uh, okay. And it's become a collector's item because of that. I mean, what are you talking about? I own three Lebo paintings. How many do you own? <laughs> I love that, Dad. You, you realize, Dad, you realize you're there as a guest of Dan. Like, of yeah. course, Dan's going to be mortified when the friend that he brought in, like, he has to text Dave before, like, hey, I got a plus. Cody's coming, plus one. Okay. And then it's like, okay, sure, no problem. And then you, and then it's like, who broke that? Who knocked it over? It was Cody. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I could tell in Dan's voice that he was genuinely upset with me. That was not playful, Dan. That was not joshing around, nah. Dan. That was, I think he was pretty upset. But, um, you know, here's another piece of artwork associated with um, Dave that I'm very proud of. And I don't know that I've ever talked about this, but before he was Lebo, when he was just Dave Levitard, a young guy in his, I would say, very early 20s, who hadn't become famous yet. But obviously was doing artwork. Artists are always famous before they're famous, or they're always artists before they're famous. Levit- uh, Dave Levitard did the artwork for this uh, bumper sticker, this upset bird bumper sticker. And we made... So, did you pay him for that? No, because he didn't, at that time, he didn't want payment. This was just, a ju- he probably did it in a half hour, and it was just a, a fun thing that he did. And... There were hundreds of these we made and and sent them away, mailed them out. And so I'm not bragging here, but I am saying I think this was the first piece of Lebo art that probably was publicly known before he was famous at all. And if you look very closely, you see that uh, it doesn't say Lebo. It says Dave Levitard, like he hadn't even adopted his non diplume or whatever that's called yet. So anyway, I mean, I'm sure like he did little things like that for other people before you like, like but how many of them still have them? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, and and I, and I still have dozens. And and by the way, I don't know that there were a lot of people asking Dave Levitard before he was Lebo to do the artwork for a bumper sticker they were making. I, I just don't know how common that was. <laughs> I'm just saying if I bet he has pieces that before he was successful, he gave to people in his life. And like those people probably are pulling those things out this week of like, you know, I'm just like, you I just let the, right. the, the, the part I, I hate to, I'm just, I hate to do shtick right now when we're talking about Dave, but the part I'm pushing back on is you tried to claim that I have the first piece of art that he ever gave out. I think out. I do. And, and that is <laughs> no. the only thing I'm pushing back on. Like, I, yes, I think you I have do. one of the early Dave Lebetard before he was Lebo right. pieces. I'm on, no, I'm honored to have it. I mean, 
I think this is a neat thing. It's cool. It's very cool. That it is super cool. That I, I want the, one. To the I point where, if, you know, when there's a memorial service, I'm going to bring one of these and and show Dan, and and hopefully he will smile and remember it because that was a yeah. long, long time ago. That I, I I want one of them. I'm not. It's it's like really cool. It's very right. cool. You just said it. You just said it. You just said it was the first piece. That's the only reason. I <laughs> well, I have reason to think it might. Have been. <laughs> See, all right, all right, all right. I'm not going to get bogged down. Let's let's moving on. Okay. Every time Dave and I would see each other, and at the time he was living with Dan in in a house of theirs in Pembroke Pines, I think it was. And when I would come over every time, actually, I would come over after Dolphin Games to write there. That's right. And I would write there. And and every time I come over, if Dave was there and, and he had a little studio in the in the garage at that time there, he and I would arm wrestle. <laughs> and I don't know exactly how that came up. Like at one time, I must have been talking about old man strength or he must have been, you know, feeling he, he was the kind of guy who would come up to you and feel your bicep and go, eh, you've been working out knowing that you haven't been you know, just a humor like that. And so long story short, he and I would arm wrestle every time we saw each other. And it was pretty serious. Like, like we would actually both be wanting to win. It was just the strangest thing when I look back on it. And who would win? Because he's like, you know, almost 20 years younger than me, you know. I got money on Dave. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would usually win. <laughs> but then, you know, he would probably pretend like I almost won and compliment me. But um that, that's that funny. I think he's I done that of. to me before. He was like a big guy that would be like, he'd always be like, look at you, you know, looking good. No, he had a great sense of humor, which is not the least bit surprising because because he and, you know, Dan obviously has a great sense of humor. But um, but I, I, I'll, I'll miss Dave. And, and um, I was extremely sorry. I knew he had been ill to hear that he's gone is um, it's pretty stunning. And it's a few yeah. days later and it's it's still hard to fathom. Yeah, I mean. And Dan shrank this past week to like come into work and, you know, none of us feeling even like, like, why are we doing a show right now? But then like you see like the moments of laughter, the smile in Dan's face. And it's yeah. like, we're doing that because this is what makes him feel normal and in an unspeakably abnormal time. And, you know, I just feel so heartbroken for Poppy and Lourdes and, you know, it's just so terrible. And so sudden for the people that didn't expect this right i mean dan right. thank thankfully had the full year to say all the things he wanted to and to i guess prepare yourself as much as you possibly could but right just it's so heartbreaking and just and it just makes every you makes you hug everyone in your life and just realize that you're one doctor's appointment away from the same thing happening it's just terrifying and terrible and it's it's a huge perspective on what's important in life And we're back. Dad, give the people 30 seconds on Sheets and Giggles. Well, I, I didn't expect this, but Sheets and Giggles uh, makes me giggle because uh, I'm giddy all the time when I think of Sheets and Giggles. I'm sleeping better than I ever have. Uh, and your mother is, too, because she's snoring. You know, whenever she's snoring, <laughs> it means she's out like a light. And and you only get that from you know, sleeping on the best sheets you've ever slept on. I don't think Sheets and Giggles wants the ad out there of they will ma it'll make your wife snore. Okay, well, like, I don't really want think that that's part of the sales pitch, but it does make you sleep really well. And if you it have, really does. and if and if it makes you snore, then you can realize that you might need to, you know, get a, get yourself a sleep test. That's so it, it it improves your health by making you sleep so well that you're gonna get to know the real you.
That's a good point. Yeah, everything from the pillow to the sheets to the comforter. I mean, you know, we're head to toe in sheets and giggles, and it's wonderful. And they are sending Morgan to Australia so well that we can't even find her. But uh, (laughs) she will be with us later in the episode. We're going to do a World Cup update. But go sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg. Promo code Morgan. Basic spelling. I don't even think I need to spell that for the people. There's one way across the entire globe that you spell the word Morgan. So I'm not going to spell it. Sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg. Promo code Morgan. And go to that website, if not for the only reason, to see Yeti in a weird position. I think I'm I think they've taken it off, but either way you get twenty three percent off your order. Greg Cody only gets you twenty percent off of your order. Wow. Morgan for the twenty twenty three World Cup gets you twenty three percent off. So twenty three percent off, folks. That is like an extra seven bucks. Wow, how about that? Twenty three percent is an odd uh discount, odd uh, numbered discount. That's why we obviously that it's for the year, but we're an odd show. We like to get cre- we like to get freaky around here with sheets and giggles. All right, sheets and giggles. Let's get freaky, freaky in the sheets with sheets and giggles. Freaky twenty three, woo twenty three percent off. Okay. Sheets giggles, promo code Morgan. Sheetsgiggles.com. <laughs> woo. <laughs> okay. Got any more takes? Any- <laughs> it makes Greg's wife snore. <laughs> Whee! Yeah, there you go. And Greg just left the Zoom, even though the episode's back. Dad, we're doing a podcast. What do you do? Why'd you just take the hat off? And now you have a cowboy hat on. Dad, why'd you just change hats? We're in the middle of a podcast. You're always accusing me of wearing a party hat. We're wearing a party hat, and now I'm literally wearing a party hat. You don't look like an old woman with that hat on. Okay, first of all, um, you always accuse me of of being a fake cowboy. This is one of not one, not two, but three cowboy hats I own. That name it's so fake that you wrapped your own twine around it. This is this is twine yeah. that you wrapped yourself. Good, good eye, uh, good eye, Yeti. Name four current country singers. Current? Well, what do you mean by current? I mean Just the ones that have released albums in the last year. Okay, uh, Jake Owen. Oh, of uh, course, Luke Bryan. Luke, um, I don't think Luke Bryan has. Uh, John Anderson. Then no. Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> uh, Merle <laughs> Haggard. <laughs> What about, the guy, what about the guy you saw in the airport? Uh, what's his name again? I forget. He's big, though. He's literally big. He's like a giant singer. Uh, yeah. Heavy man. What's his that, name? That, Luke Combs. Luke Combs. When I said Luke Bryan, I meant Luke Combs. I really did. Right. Luke Bryan is like, he, he, I don't know if he's released music recently. He might okay. have. All right. <laughs> well, yet, yet he does not. Not a Luke Bryan fan. Okay. Not at all. I, no, Greg. Ah. Am not. <laughs> I could not name a Luke Bryan song. But speaking of music, I want to uh, do a couple of callbacks to last week's episode because I misspoke, <laughs> yes, uh, and I'm going to admit it. I said that the brother of former AC Commissioner John Swafford was uh, the singer Nielsen from Nielsen <laughs> Schmielsen fame, <laughs> and it was not. It was the singer Oliver from Good Morning Starshine fame. I was Good totally morning, wrong. Starshine. Can I interject here, Greg? Sure. It's not only did you get the did you say it wrong with that that it was Nielsen. It's not even Nielsen. It's Nilsen, and he ne- it's Harry Nilsen who never went by the name Nilsen. But Harry Nilsen was like hanging out with John Lennon during his last weekend, doing all sorts of who knows how many drugs. And um, but yeah, he released Nilsen Schmilson. Under the name Harry Nelson, never performed under Nelson. Now there was the the hair metal band Nelson, who are the twin sons 
of Ricky Nelson. Of Ricky Nelson. Yeah, who, I'm not talking about of that. Of Ozzy and Harriet fame, if we want right. to tie in your other Levitard Levitard show rejoin. Also, no, Nelson. Yeah. The Swaffords are from North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, where my son Wilco was born, who was named after the band Wilco, who named an album Wilco Schmilco, tying back into Nelson Schmilson, and here we are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that delightful That's what detour. you stepped in. That was what was on your shoe, and that <laughs> explains the abrasion on your palm. All right. Now, He's like, okay. Uh, in the same episode, I misspoke a second time by wondering aloud if. Uh, Caitlin Clark and 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 Lucy um, Rodine uh, was referencing Caitlin Clark. It's so one of I the said, dumbest things ever said in podcasting history. Okay, it may be. I I wondered aloud if Caitlin Clark would be our tallest guest ever, forgetting that our guests have included six eleven Chris Bosch. But Dad, what that's you're you're bearing the lead. What it really just exposes is it not only is it just dumb, but it exposes your lack of watching Caitlin Clark, like. She's just not a tall player. Like she's, uh, not, she's like, like six three, right? No, she's six foot. She's five eleven or six foot. Like uh, that's six what she's foot. Listening. Let's call her six foot. I'm just Taller saying, like, <laughs> but, like you just went basketball player tall. Okay, all right. We're gonna move on from six eleven, Chris Bosch, and I have to say this though, as we continue uh, with the callback from last week, I was not the only one of the three of us who made a major mistake last week, and I am about to reveal another major mistake. Oh boy. I was asking Lucy Rodine, who had a big hit of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, other than the Beatles. She did not correctly say Elton John, who also made that song a number one hit. And Yeti suggested that William Shatner had done a cult, popular cult version of that song, and he did not. William Shatner's popular cult version of an Elton John song was Rocket Man. And the moral of the story. I'm not the only one to F up occasionally. Yet he's got a look in his face like he's about to play this. Yeah. I saw Hold on. Gotta get through this Timu ad. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I could tell Yeti was like, I got, I got receipts here. This is hilarious. Yes, Expedia. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> Picture yourself in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and marmalade sky. Somebody calls you, you answer quite slowly. A girl with kaleidoscope eyes. Okay, now I want you to play his version of Rocket Man. All right, but that, but like it exists. Like you just said it didn't no, exist. No, no, I'm, I'm, I want you to play, play the version of him doing Rocket Man. His version of Rocket Man is splendid because he's sitting there smoking a cigarette, if I remember right. And just, yeah, it was, uh, it was wild Rocket man pack my bags last night pre-flight but that yeti was right like i guess we're just listening zero to hours. yeah i was right that's the point i'll have something to say about this and i'm gonna be high <laughs> what the hell's going on here there's a kite by then All right. Oh, miss the earth so much. I miss my wine. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, William. Keep up all the good work. Okay. Uh, first of all, two things. Number one, uh, 
I did not realize uh, Shatner had done losing this guy with diamonds. I'm wrong about that. But number two, Shatner's rendition of Rocket Man is by far a bigger cult hit. You are and correct. By, by far more well known and more associated with William Shatner does an Elton John song. For the first so, time in two weeks, you are correct. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. So we, we, we can agree. We can agree. You were right, and I was right. That's, uh, <laughs> <sighs> that threw me off because, <clears throat> no, honestly, I mean, I consider myself to be an Elton John expert, and I had no idea that, that he had also done Lucy in the Sky. Or that he had also, you, you, had, you didn't know he had done Rocket Man? Oh, I had, yeah. Oh, yeah, I okay, did. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Said, yeah, no. I did. Him and, him and Nimoy to... did some weird spoken word albums back in the yeah. 60s, 70s. Howard Stern always makes fun of the William Shatner like singing catalog. I am a fan, oh, though, of his ridiculous. album Has Been that he did with uh, with Ben Folds. That's, that was my favorite album of 2005. It was incredible. <laughs> a William Shatner album? Yeah, it was so cool. That's just like, a funny sentence. It was him and Ben Folds because he had the he had the the songwriting sensibilities of Ben Folds as far as melody and structure is concerned, and Ben helped direct him to like do really cool spoken word stuff. There's even one where he addresses finding his wife dead, and like like it was really vulnerable and, and powerful and stuff like like it was a uh, wow it wow very interesting very artsy. You but, saying it's your favorite album of an entire year makes me want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's different. It's just it was just so different and creative than anything nice. else that was out there, and it's what drew me to it. I didn't think cool. I'd like it, and it caught right. me. I I want to get to dad jokes and three facts, Jack, but I also want to get to uh, Yeti's uh, singing bus driver. I am very <laughs> eager, very eager. This has been teased. You guys uh, are super excited about this. It just sounds I like am. a guy, like like a delusional bus driver. It, that's exactly what that. he is. <laughs> I when, love whenever, that. I, he's not my normal bus driver, but when I have to catch the late bus, the lust. He, this is the guy. And sometimes uh, there's one time he he drove the early bus, so like five forty five in the morning. He's doing this crap, but he gets on like air traffic, <laughs> like, like he's the pilot of an airplane, and and like maybe three drivers that I've had in the last four years have even used their intercom. Most of them. The the out of the other two will just say we're coming up on this stop. This guy tries to do a whole show, and so love it. The other day he started dissing Alabama football in in rhyme a little bit. So here we go. Because he's a Georgia fan, I assume. He's on this thankful Thursday because tomorrow is thank God it is Friday. Hey, the weekend's almost here. It ain't like three more weeks. Maybe nobody claps. That's about three. <laughs> And uh, the Bulldogs be back on the field. And Alabama, you're going to lose again this year. So you might just bank it in your books. Dogs going for repeat and repeat. Number three is on the way, and Saban is on the way out the door. And Dogs are going to take them to the floor. Have a great and fabulous, fabulous ride. And thank you again. And do I have any on? <laughs> Jeez. That's a yes. <laughs> and in closing, did you say yes? Yeah. <laughs> I 
please tip your please tip your bus driver i love like the beginning of like where he's just like yeah welcome to friday and he's expecting to hear like people be like Woo, and there's just <laughs> yeah. nothing Woo. just nothing. silence every time and he, he is that turned up as at, at when he even drives the 545 bus i actually it's, love that energy like I, I would love that if i was like riding the bus I f- it's weird that i find it annoying but i do but like yeah. i may as well just have fun with it because i'm there for the next 45 right. minutes to an hour well, if he's going the whole time, that would get annoying. No. But if it's just a little like 20 second hello and right you know. when we get on the end, he does it the same time after we pass the final stop, which no one's ever at the final stop. Yeah. And get as soon as we start merging onto the interstate, that's when he gets on his intercom. And then right as we're pulling into our park and ride, he does another one, you know, another little ditty. And uh, good on they, that oh, guy. I'm surprised he didn't say. He'll often say, "Just have a little snooze while you cruise." That's his, that's that's when he goes to a lot. But yeah, he okay, should work at Disney. Yeah, he, for he real. Work at Disney. <laughs> I I love that because he's in a job where you know if he has an 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 entertaining bone in his body, he's saying to himself, "I'm not going to let this job beat me down. I'm going to entertain people. I'm going to do more than drive this bus. I might be annoying more people than I'm entertaining, but that's just a risk I'm willing to take." <laughs> At least he's entertaining himself, I guess, you know? Yeah. I think it would be really fun to hear, like, once. Like, if I was on this guy's bus every day, the first time I'd be like, all right, okay. I just like him, like, he's like, like, four months ago, he has that same intro, but instead it's, we have 129 (laughs) days until football. (laughs) If that's like a countdown that started at 365 (laughs) and now it's down to three, yeah, I might want to end that driver. Yeah, that'd be a little bit much. Um, all right, let's do dad jokes. How about it? Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Number three. It's time for dad jokes. So here <laughs> it is. It's dad jokes. Good. Ball. Well done. Thank you. How do chickens leave the highway? Um, they cross the road. <laughs> but why? They take the first exit. I like Yeti's better. <laughs> Number two. What did summer say to spring? Uh, have a nice fall. That's close. Help! I'm going to fall. Uh, that is n- not credited to you. That was uh, close. Not funny. No it's cigar. Not, not credited one. to me and not funny. <laughs> Number one, where do sports teams get their new uniforms? Sports teams get their new uniforms. The Unistore. New Jersey. Uh, okay. All right. I'm not laughing, but like, okay. That's better yeah, than... Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> if they were all that good, this segment would just be kind of bad. <laughs> all right <laughs> from from you guys uh that's uh, that's praise that, that's great thank you all right now it's time for three facts jack there are three things that interest him so sit right back for three facts jack why do you guys like these segments and by you guys i mean the audience because we polled you guys like a few weeks ago yeah you actually do like these segments there were more oh. people that like dad jokes then there were people who liked, uh, who supported like peace and happiness or whatever yeah, the other poll that's was. That's right. Thank you. For like just, 8%. Thank you just... very much. Number three. <laughs> On October 1st, 1924, Jimmy Carter became the first future U.S. president ever born in a hospital. It was still more common at the time for babies to be born at home. Wow. But Carter's mother was a nurse, and that hospital that made history in Plains, Georgia has since been named. The Lillian G. Carter Nursing Center. The G is for Jimmy. What? Oh, that was dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. 
Number two. The I- <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Leave it in. Number two. The idea of sentimentally saving the shorn locks from a baby's first haircut or saving cut hair in general is not new or even recent, but dates to the Victorian era. The New York Public Library archives include an auburn lock from Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein. And in 2021, a jar of Elvis Presley's hair sold for $72,500. Number one, according to the World of Statistics, website the number one export by the nation of sri lanka is bras (laughs) the most of my most of my three facts are long and this was quick and it was a punchline ending with the word bras and I found that funny. Not only funny, but surprising and informative. What do you think of that? There are three things that interest him, so sit right back for three facts, Jack. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Shall You're we welcome. go to World Cup coverage? Yeah, let's do that. All right. We're back. We are here to cover this World Cup. Are we going to keep doing this now that they lost? Or is this going to be our last coverage of this World Cup? Do we care now that the women are eliminated? We're pretending we care. We don't, but we have to pretend that we do. But no, we don't, really. So this will be our the final coverage for us from the, yeah, from the Women's World Cup. Yeah, pretty much. So I was not up to watch this game. Um, so tell me what happened. Okay, I was. Uh, it was a heartbreaker. It really was. Nobody wants a game to go to penalty kicks. It, it's a nightmare. No, it's a crapshoot. It, it's a coin flip at that point. Nobody wants that. Nobody. Um, Does anybody want that? Nobody wants that. Okay. Uh, Julie Ertz said that after the game. It's like she said penalty kicks is a nightmare. Nobody wants that. But in this case, U.S. defense is great. Uh, Alyssa Naylor, the goalkeeper, played fantastic. Have you seen the replay of that final goal? That was a sketchy, sketchy yeah. looking goal. No, it, it, you know what? It was in real time, but when you watch the video replay, the VAR, it was a goal. I mean, the the ball was over the, the goal line by about a length, a uh, width of the ball. So, it, it, no controversy there. Look, the U.S. They gave that game to Sweden. That's a. I'm tr- I'm trying to fathom this. The 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 shame of this is not that the U.S. lost. I mean, we can all praise the run they've been on, the dynasty they've had. The shame was the way it happened. You know, they dominated that game. They had the five or six best chances to score in regulation and extra time, and they didn't. And then in, in, in penalty kicks, they, had two, they were ahead. They had two chances um, if if Megan Rapino makes a penalty kick, has that ball landed yet? I'm telling you, she skied it. If she makes that, they win. If Sophia Smith makes her penalty kick, they win. I I, I hate to say they choked, but it's a brutal, a brutal way for this dynasty to end. Just, just following the headlines, though, it felt like this was coming. It didn't feel like, the, just like on how it seemed like even after the wins, after the draws, no one really felt good about how they were playing. This was clearly a women's 
uh, transition year. Yep. Right. Like it, it doesn't. It didn't feel like they, even though they were the favorite, it didn't feel like it as much in, as in recent years. And it's just you can't win them all. It's just almost like is, is there much more to say than that? Like yes, they were as talented as any team, and probably the most talented, but. It just never felt like this team meshed. No, I mean they came out of the group stage doubted, uh, and and rightfully so because they're just missing something. The defense is great. They don't, you know, the U.S. used to be a powerful team uh, on the on the attack, and now they're not. Um, you know who's not missing is Morgan from Australia. <laughs> okay. Um, she's going to be joining us just in a second. Uh, she, she was at, I believe, at this uh, women's loss. Uh, oh, wow. She met up with Sarah Spain. She talked to Sarah Spain in Australia before this match. And let's hear that audio now. All right. Hey, guys, it's Morgan from Australia recording pre-game prior to the USA-Sweden at the Precinct Hotel. Thanks to my friends at Sheets and Giggles, premier sponsor of the Greg Cody Show. And that code Morgan is live for 23% off at SheetsandGiggles.com. I am here with the one and only, the commish, Sarah Spain. Sarah, welcome to Melbourne. Melby, as I'm told. It is absolutely not Melby. Okay. <laughs> absolutely not. That's like when people say shy town and I'm like, nope, that ain't it. No, nope. no, nope. that's not a thing. We are not allowing that. All right, so welcome to Melbourne. An unexpected stop on your trip. Yeah, we called an audible and thanks for uh, the Angel City team, Gatorade, Johnny Walker, BMO, all the sponsors. Cheats and giggles. Sheets and giggles, we managed to call an audible and head to Melbourne. Yeah, and thanks to Brad, Sarah's husband, the billionaire. Yeah. Also him. Not involved, not here, but always a shout out to him. And also not a billionaire. Yeah. But don't let that get in the way of the good story. Yeah. So let's get a prediction pre-game, even though this is going to be played afterwards. Let's see how we go. I've got USA winning in PKs after a 2-2 full-time. Oh, we're going to PKs. Stu, soccer is back. We're going to PKs. Yeah. You've heard it here first. Well, no, you've heard it here after that already happened. But let's see how we go. Sarah, thank you for joining us on the Great Cody Show with Great Cody, with Morgan from Australia. Thanks to Sheets and Giggles. USA, Sheets and Giggles, let's go! So there you go. Sarah Spain had it going to PKs. She had the U.S. women scoring some goals to get there. She had it. But nobody was picking against the U.S. Like, right. I want to make fun of Sarah for being wrong, but everyone was picking the U.S. before that match. Well, were they, though? I mean, should they have been? I don't know. The Jahomas. I mean, the U.S. through the group stage did not inspire much confidence. This was a flawed team. This was a team that on the attack did not inspire much uh, they have work to do. You know, I, I wrote in my column that when you lose a World Cup elimination game by missing two penalty kicks, that's losing a national spelling bee by misspelling the word cat. <laughs> it, 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 you, you just don't do that. Spelled I mean, with a K. Exactly. I mean, what a way to lose. It, it was just, it was heartbreaking. Look, a great, the, the U.S. women have been on a great historic run i give them credit and this may not be the end of the dynasty it may be a pause in it they may come back ah, strong rare pause dynasty they may come back stronger than ever and and i don't discount that i but didn't know that you couldn't say chai town i thought chai town was acceptable i know that was that was knowledge to me what do we call this area fort lottie fort lottie the mia <laughs> uh, like what's, our, what's our nickname for for down here so S-O-F-L-A? Yeah, but they're not saying that like other places. I think like Fort Lottie. I, mean, I don't know. We don't have a cool nickname. That's a very good point by you. 
Excellent point. And speaking of excellent points, my racehorse, Calmly. Yeah. Oh, my God. What happened? She ran in Dusseldorf, Germany, in wet conditions that were supposed to be great for her. And it doesn't sound like she won. What were her odds oh. going into the, like, where was she? I don't know. I didn't see odds. What an owner. What an owner you are. It's yeah, like the know. only thing people care about with horse betting is, yeah, like, what are the odds? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know the odds. You, you sure you want to talk about horse racing after the catastrophic thing that happened at Saratoga? Did you see this? No, what happened? Uh, some horse was leading at Saratoga on Saturday and just broke its leg on the final stretch. Like in the middle of a race? In the middle of a race. What the happened? Uh, the horse in the lead collapses and they have to, like, of course, put it down after. And it was oh like a God. horrific thing. I saw Dave Portnoy tweet because he's a big Saratoga guy. That's like the worst thing he's ever seen at a track. Like it was yeah. just a horrific. I, I watched the video too. I was curious. I googled it. It's just it's it's terrible. It's tough to watch. Yeah. It's like a horse just winning, winning. You see the the, the finish line. Like it's that close to the end, and the leg just kind of gives out, and the horse tumbles, oh. and then the horse tries to get up, oh, and it's like, my God, yeah, it's brutal to watch. I it's brutal for me to hear it. See, I mean, I look at you like I'm a horse owner. This affects me more than most. It does. I mean, seriously, I picked a bad time to become a horse owner with all these controversies about deaths and horse racing but so what place did your horse come in i love that you don't even know the odds of your horse pre like pre-race i know he was among favorites i so will tell you, you that 14th oh out of 14 so that's it for calmly he was dead last so that's it it's not that's not it but it it was a huge defeat okay it was awful All right. you know but but let me tell you something in europe they race in mud and and the tracks are uphill and and this was a brutal they, they this was <laughs> I'm getting in the weeds here. Uh Comley's race excuses. It came in 14th. No, no. Like there's no like okay. almost here. Let me just say it quick. Comley's race was a G1 race. Oh, it was God. it was the big race and so they moved it up because of the weather. And then after Comley ran in these awful conditions that all the jockeys were complaining about, they canceled the rest of the card, the racing card for the day. So I'm very suspicious. This race should not have been run. I think everyone's out to get Comley. I'm going to say right now, this race should never have been run, and Comley got screwed. I'm going to say that right, right sounds now. Sounds like you got a big loser of a horse. Anyways, not a loser is Morgan from Australia. We have seemed to locate her, sponsored by Sheets and Giggles, sheetsgiggles.com slash Greg, promo code Morgan, 23% off. And she has, and I believe I saw her partying with Sarah Spain. We just heard from them. A little bit ago were you at the game usa sweden morgan i sure was oh. um i think i had 23 percent less sleep last night than most people but maybe not you guys because um well maybe you chris because you didn't wake up as early as greg did no <laughs> I, I definitely did not watch it so just you know we just heard your sound with sarah uh sarah almost had the prediction right she called pks but just had it going the other way just kind of paint the picture like what did you see what did it feel like seeing the u.s go down it was well, I guess welcome to the metric system. You learnt what a millimetre was because um, yeah, that's how much you lost by. It was epic and it was really sad to see the people around me. I sat next to Doug, yeah. um, Doug, who was wonderful and helped me get a ticket and works on DNF and shout out to Doug, um, what a champion. He may or may not have vomited into his scarf. Oof. I don't know. Cannot confirm or deny. It was tense and you could feel throughout the match that we were heading that way. 
Oh, really? Um, it felt that way. Did it feel dead yeah, watching well, it? Did it feel that way, Dad? You know what, Morgan? I'm interested in your opinion seeing it live because I was watching it on TV, but you were actually there. You know, you want to credit the U.S. women for the run they've been on, the dynasty, but is it too harsh to say that that they choked? I mean, listen, when you miss two penalty kicks where either one could have won this game, when you miss two penalty kicks, it it's like I was saying earlier that it, it, it's like losing a national spelling bee by misspelling the word cat. Those are gimmies. Right? Well, Sweden did miss two as well. So, like, Sweden missed all two. Right. I think we got, to, we got to seven penalty kicks. We had a keeper taken PK, like, which was an epic, an epic thing. I thought that was crazy in itself. But, like, there was, there was some incredible performances last night. And I think that saying that US choked kind of takes away from the epic performance by Swedish goalkeeper, who not only saved everything, her eyebrow game was on point. She right. was magnificent, and that's important, but she was incredible last night. Christy Mewis, who came on for one minute of the match, did not touch the ball and then absolutely nailed her penalty kick. I thought it was incredible, so she certainly didn't choke. Uh, Germa was incredible. I think there were people across the board who dominated the U.S. pretty much dominated play, but just couldn't get the ball across the line, unlike Sweden, who just managed to. For those keeping track at home, Morgan has the U.S. women not choking. Greg Cody <laughs> did the did the Dan Levitard move where he's like not really saying they choked, but asking the question. Okay. Does, does Greg Cody think that they choked, or is he just asking the question? What, what I think is they dominated regulation and extra time. They were. They had two chances in penalty kicks. So he's going to imply they choked without saying it. No, Got it. What I'm going to say is, it was the most brutal way to lose imaginable. Okay. I felt like they handed this victory to Sweden. Sweden did not dominate. They did not. They were not that impressive. The U.S. handed this game to Sweden. Handing a victory worse than choking or better? I don't know, but listen, this is not the way. For a two-time defending champion to go out, but like, I was extremely disappointed. Not that they lost, but the way they lost. But to me, it's gonna like it's gonna be cool here to celebrate Megan Rapinoe and just what they did for women's sports over this run. I saw a quote from her about like, "What will she remember?" And it was that it's the effect that they had, the change that they caused. Like that's the big headline from all this. No one's right. remembering what Megan Rapinoe did last night. Megan Rapinoe is an icon. Yes. She is bigger than what happened last night. She's bigger than whoever wins this World Cup, whoever wins the next one. What she's done for women's sport and for women in general, much bigger. And you got to meet, did you get to meet Brendan Hunt? Any words spoken or just like being near him? Uh, yes. No, no, I met Brendan Hunt. We spoke, but uh, unable to record because Brendan Hunt is on strike. Ah, that's where you just record him without asking, Morgan. Like, yeah. You, you got to be yeah. better than that there. Sorry, I, I I haven't finished my um Stugots course in broadcasting just yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, that, um, that's level I'm, four. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. You've completed three or four levels. That's level four, but you'll get there. Yeah, I think that isn't that a pass though. If, you, if you've done that much, right? <laughs> Morgan, to your point, I think you're 100 percent right. When you step back from this in a week or two and and look at the entirety of it, what the U.S. women have done and and Megan Rapinoe out front on that. You know, in, in terms of equal pay and, and you know, pro-LGBTQ rights and 
all of those social issues, they're out front. I mean, they deserve, they're historic, but in the immediacy of it, it's, just say they choked, man. For no, I, I, I'm just going to say... You're going to beat around the bush again? It was a brutally disappointing way to, to be out of this World Cup. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, Chris, Chris, Greg's not telling you what to think. He's just asking you if you'd like yeah. to. <laughs> no, I'm not. Listen, it's it tough seems, for me. It seems like you don't want to... Like, 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 it's just you're doing the thing where you're dancing around the heavy criticism of them. He but doesn't then want to be not that going the full way. Well, but there's two ways to view this, okay? In the immediate, oh, really? yeah, I feel like, again. listen, I feel like they choked. They did. There it is, folks. Okay. Put it on the scroll. They choked. When you <laughs> yes, missed, we beat it out of them. Look, they had all the best chances to win in regulation and extra time, and they missed two penalty kicks. I will say that they did not rise to the occasion, but in the larger, an epic run. An epic dynasty by this team. Now, Morgan, yeah. does this does the World Cup continue after the U.S. loses? Uh, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did record a video last night that said this concludes my World Cup coverage for 2023. Um, Billy Gill style after the home run of the Cubs. But um, I have, well, I've still packed my suitcase. I'm off to Sydney now um, because the World Cup does continue. The world does exist outside of the U.S. And we're oh. going to keep covering this. Oh, okay. Then excellent. All right, so I guess this won't be it for our coverage. We'll we'll still talk to you next Hell week no. then. Yes. Well, you know, you'll talk to me here at least one more time because the Matildas play tonight, and once they're out, then I don't care. No, I'm just okay. kidding. Yes, <laughs> I mean you, U.S. out or not, we will have you back on next week to continue your wonderful World Cup coverage. Good job. <laughs> How hammered did you get with like with that? Looked like a fun party with Sarah Spain. Ah, uh, that was really good. Um, I got to meet some cool people. Um, I met. Fan of the show, shout out Jules, who was lovely and was my handbag minder while I ran around being a fool trying to talk to Sarah and get in the back of selfies I didn't belong in, um, <laughs> which was cool as well. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was a great atmosphere and the game was great. And yeah, I loved it. All right. Well, Morgan, thank you. That what great coverage. Yes. Boots on the ground. Uh, keep yeah. up the good work. Keep up the good work. We will no, talk to you next week. And look, appreciate it all. Promo code Morgan, 23% off. Yes. Go get some sheets. I'm yes. going to see a koala today. Yes. Okay, Morgan, did you uh, get a, a wombat? Did you get a chance to race a wombat? I'm getting to it. Okay, <laughs> right. good. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. Persevere. Bye, guys. All right. Well, good episode. We got. I feel like that was a that was a that was a good World Cup update, and not a happy one, but a good no. one. No, it was, and we we had a good episode. I I feel like, you know, I was happy to do a little bit of a tribute to Lebo, the great artist who passed away. You really danced around criticizing the women, though. I have to admit. Well, hey, don't please don't go into the spiel again. It's difficult. It, <laughs> no, no, it's difficult. Please, I really didn't want to redo it. I just, okay, it's it's difficult. You're gonna redo it. Okay, okay. no, no, I I said it already. Okay. <laughs> It's fine. See, the okay. big picture is they choked. I uh, said it. No look, party hat on right now. Exactly. I mean, they, they, uh, right, I'm, I'm not going to repeat. Good night, everyone. Okay. Good episode. Right, good night, everyone. Love you guys. Wow. That kind of thing. Okay. So, were we joking earlier when we mentioned Field Yates, or is he, was that just a ham handed joke by Ooh. us because he's joining us next week? Yeah, we weren't supposed to tease that like that. I mean, it's a rumor. Yeah, maybe we'll have him. Maybe we won't. We are. Next week. Fantasy preview next week with Field Yates. Hey, that kind of thing. <laughs>